0: and welcome to the Diction Police. Since the school year is finishing up, this will be our last episode before the summer break. We'll be back with all new episodes on August 26th. In the meantime, don't forget that all of the podcast episodes, Diction Lessons, Diction Tips, and the Tongue Twisters for Singers series are always available at the website under the category Freebies Blog. In episode 96, Dr. Francois Germain works through the text to Debussy's Nuit d'Etoile with us, talking about the French schwa and when it's not pronounced, the various combinations of IE, and a little on liaison and elision. There are two versions of this episode, the full video tutorial or an audio version for people who prefer to listen to podcasts while they're out and about. For more information about today's contributor, François Germain, or for the accompanying PDF of this text, which includes an IPA transcription along with the poetic and word for word translations, please visit www.dictionpolice.com. You can also follow The Diction Police on Facebook or Twitter at Diction Police. The text for Nuit d'Etoile is from a poem in Les Stalactites entitled La Dernier Pensee de Weber by Theodore de Bonville. Many of the poems in this volume have a heading. This one has a rather long one from E.T.A. Hoffmann's The Life and Opinions of the Tomcat, Moor. I was walking in a delightful garden. Under thick grass, one could see violets and roses whose sweet perfume scented the air. A soft harmonious sound was heard and a soft light illuminated the landscape. The flowers seemed to tremble with happiness and to exhale soft sighs. All at once, I thought I perceived that I myself was the singing I heard, and that I was dying.
1: Nuit d'étoiles Nuit d'étoiles sous tes voiles, sous ta brise et tes parfums, Triste lyre qui soupire, je rêve aux amours défunts. La sereine mélancolie vient éclore au fond de mon cœur. Et j'entends l'âme de mamie tressaillir dans le bois rêveur. Je revois à fontaine tes regards bleus comme les cieux, cette rose, haleine et these étoiles sont tes yeux.
0: One of the biggest problems with French I find is the chwas. And again, in every language, we call those unstressed E's a schwa, but they always have a different sound.
1: Well, in French, schwa is always O-E.
0: So it's a regular open
1: mixed vowel. It's a regular open mixed vowel, so that's easier than most languages where there are more shades of the schwa. In terms of how it sounds, it's always the same. There are, however, a few things to know about the schwa in French. It can happen, I think, in three main occurrences. One, if it's in the first syllable of a word or in the middle of a word, mm-hmm. like "revoir," mm-hmm. in this case, then it's it's a real o e treatment. "Chevelure," real o e treatment.
2: Yeah.
1: It can also be at the end of a word, and in this case, it will be either silent or pronounced.
0: In in spoken language, it's always silent in that case, right? The final "schwa" is generally always dropped.
1: It's dropped, yes. And then there's two possibilities too. Like the word can end with a consonant followed by a schwa mm-hmm. and then all you do is just pronounce the consonant mm-hmm. like the way I say Nuit d'étoile mm-hmm. in the title, no schwa but it, the word can also end with a vowel and then a schwa okay. and in the case you just pronounce that vowel before the schwa Melancholie Okay Now we get into trouble with poetry and music where those silent schwa's can sometimes be pronounced and this is usually the choice of the poet or the composer In this case, in this piece, we have the word that I just said, melancholie, where Debussy gives us a little bit of a note for that schwa. Yeah. And the thing to remember when this happens is that usually that schwa is a very short, really unstressed vowel that usually almost feels like it's disappearing. Right. So it's it's the sound of an OE, but it's a much lighter version of the OE.
0: And almost disintegrating, I guess, the way I yes, want to say it, yes. decrescendoing, yeah, going away. Yeah,
1: decaying. Mm-hmm. Similarly, when you have a word like étoile, in this case, also Debussy gives us a, actually a very strong note on the uh, E.
2: Exactly. You have to be
1: very careful with it. If if you don't know that the choix is supposed to be a lighter vowel, you will sing Nuit des
0: Well, also partly because it goes into a much more comfortable register. Yes. It, it goes and, down and it goes... And it wants to sit.
1: This sounds very, very unelegant in French. Mm-hmm. So you have... In this song, and this is, I think, where you know that this is actually an early Debussy song, it's not quite set as well as his lighter pieces. I don't think he would have done that later to give such a a strong note and a, so- a strong place for the note for such a weak vowel.
0: Right, and it's, all, I mean, it's not a strong beat of the measure but it feels like a strong beat yes. somehow. So maybe it's something to think about, keeping the line going and thinking in terms of the architecture.
1: Absolutely, so there's, there's several ways you can remedy this problem. One is what you just said, mm-hmm. to th- think longer term and really where the phrase is going, but also I think just simply think to not emphasize that sound at all. Almost think of it as a shade less dynamically than the sound before. Nuit d'étoiles, sous des voiles. Like it's almost disappearing.
0: Yeah, so almost even think about the note before it being the stress of that exact. part of the phrase.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's very important for this song particularly.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you had said that about the IEs, because that was one point I wanted to make. When you see the letters E, I together, they generally function as one sound, correct?
1: Yes. E-I, basically, and most generally, is the sound open E. Okay. We have here in sereine and Mhm.
0: That's E-I, and then we have I-E.
1: Yes. If I-E is on its own, most of the time at the end of a word, it will just be E, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Melancholie or me. However, in the piece and in poetry, the schwa, again, can be pronounced and in this case, they're very short choix, so not a lot of weight on them. Melancholie and me. It's almost re- The schwa almost becomes a release of the previous vowel.
0: Exactly. Now we come to one of my favorite topics in diction because I've gotten this wrong more often than I've gotten this right in my life, in the word...
1: tresayer.
0: Now, in this case, I see this AI and I want them to function together, but they don't, right? right?
1: Contrary to what we just said about the EI working as a combination of two vowels.
0: To open that A.
1: Yes. When it's AI followed by the LL, the A and the I do not function together. Okay. The A stays on its own, and the ILL function together as the glide. So it's not Tresayir, it's Tresayir. Okay. And every time you will have that AILL combination, it would be a real A vowel followed by the J glide. Tresayir. Travailler, gouverner, there's a lot of those words, and it's always going to be a a.
2: Okay.
0: Another pronunciation point: we don't often get the o e nasal, but here we actually have it in a rhyme in the first stanza.
1: Yes, parfum and diffin. Oh, the o e nasal is the only nasal vowel that's formed on a mixed vowel. Mm-hmm. So the vowel underlying our nasal vowel here is the OE. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you have to do for this vowel is to actually form a proper OE.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: OE is the open mixed vowel and it's formed by using the inside shape of an open E and the lips of an open o. So you start with an e and then you round your lips to an open O. E, and then you get to a. Uh. It's a very open sound.
0: And then we stick it in the nose.
1: And well, <laughs> that's what you would do speaking.
0: Exactly. Um, and that's kind of what when you say nasal, we want to do. That's what you want to do as
1: singers. And because of someone teaching you maybe speaking how that sound would work. But in singing, you have to be careful not to send it in the nose too much. Mm-hmm. The the amount of manipulation of the soft palate that you require for a nasal vowel is very minimal. Okay. I always say that really all you should do is sing the pure vowel almost with just a hint of dropping of the soft palate okay if if you start doing it too much you're going to sound tight Mm -hmm. and it's important to redistinguish between this oe nasal and the a nasal because in the spoken language this distinction does not exist anymore right and when we pronounce these words in casual conversation we'll say parfum and defun instead of parfum and défunt.
0: And you can hear, it's just it's a sl- subtle difference.
1: Yes, and really the only difference is that uh, between the A and the E, the only difference is the lips. Exactly. The, the inside shape stays the same, which is an open E.
0: I wanted just to go through the liaisons to be sure that we all understand where they are and why they are.
1: Yes, sure. So let's start.
0: In the first stance at the end.
1: Je rêve aux amours défunt, liaison between the plural article O and the plural Noun amour. Remember that the X in the liaison turns into a Z sound. Okay. So os amour.
0: And in the second tec- in the second stanza we have one at the end of the first line.
2: Vienti chlore.
0: And I think the danger here is that we want to say an N before a T because we want to keep singing and, and making legato. So we want to say vient, you know. Yes, what I'm yes,
1: absolutely. Well this is always the problem with nasal vowels in French. The little N will want to creep in for various reasons. In this case, the tongue wanting to articulate the T early will generate an N sound. in between the A and the T-chlor, you have to just remember to really sing your vowels as long as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And to really send that T over to the next vowel. So, Viens t
0: which is also shown in nowadays traditionally in the IPA yes when you make a liaison, you don 't put the T at the end of the word before you put it at the start of the next word absolutely,
1: correct? and actually when if you look at the the transcriptions that we write for this uh, for these commentaries, all syllables end on a vowel. French is an open syllable language, meaning that each syllable finishes on the vowel mm-hmm. so even when the spelling of it has a consonant at the end in, in the iPA transcription, we send the consonant over to the next syllable.
0: And if it's a combination of consonants we'll also send all of them over there.
1: Yes absolutely okay. and actually visually this also helps to remember that you really should sing the vowels for their full value as long as you possibly can and the, the consonants are just short and really as late as possible and really so late that they're really at the beginning of the very next syllable.
0: Yeah okay so I interrupted all of that so why do we make the liaison between vient, So et vient,
1: clore is a verb group. The two words are related. The T is silent, so the liaison is compulsory in this case.
0: Okay, in the last verse of this, we have a kind of fun one because we get an S at the end of the verb.
1: Je revois, uh, the S is silent. Just in passing, the OI combination is OI in French. Mm-hmm. So je revois à notre fontaine. This is a case of a verb and it's qualifying preposition. Mm-hmm. So the, the liaison is usually made there in this case. Je yeah. revois And the... if
0: you didn't do that, we would have je revois. Je
1: revois, which is not great. It does happen in French that you have to have two of the same vowels in a row sometimes, but if you can avoid it with the help of a liaison, you probably should.
0: Yeah. We talk a lot about aspirate H's, but we do not have one in this song, finally. We actually have an H that will take a liaison in this last verse. Yes.
1: So the word for uh, breath, alen, the H is not pronounced. There is no sound that goes with an H in French. It's a silent consonant. Mm -hmm. But it can be either aspirated or unaspirated. In this case, it's unaspirated. Meaning that if there is a possibility for liaison with it, that liaison is allowed. In this case, ton alen, the N is turn into a liaison with the A of allen.
0: We make the nasal and then the N, right? We yes. don't unnasalize it.
1: No, the nasal vowel stays a nasal vowel. It does not lose that quality. So it's not ton allen, it's ton allen.
0: hmm And in the last line of the text, we have two liaisons.
1: Yes, so uh, ces étoiles and t'es yeux.
0: And it's the same rule, isn't it?
1: It's the same rule, An, a plural article with its noun, in both cases, compulsory liaison, c'est étoile and t'es yeux. And remember when the s is in the liaison it's the z sound so it's the voiced s that we use not the unvoiced one last thing about liaison and actually this is not really liaison this is an elision okay which is when you we were talking earlier about all those final uh that debussy wants us to sing yeah when the composer does not want you to sing the final schwa it's called an elision right you drop a sound and you tie the letter before that sound to the next word. And in this case we have a good example of it, and it's important to uh, point it out because in the the way the score is written is not very clear with this. Suta brise te parfum.
0: Which is the second line of the text.
1: Yes. Brise should not be brise. And the problem with the music is that there are two notes. It looks like it could be brise et t'es parfum, but it should, re- it should really stay on the E and move through those two notes on the E. Brise et okay. t'es parfum.
0: At the beginning of the interview, we talked about the combination of the vowels IE at the ends of words like melancholie and mi. And we said that this combination will reduce to the phonetic lowercase i, or sometimes the lowercase i followed by a schwa, depending on how the composer said it. But when ie comes together in the middle of a word, oftentimes the i will function as a j glide, as in the word vient. Here the two vowels function separately, so the i becomes the j glide, and the e combined with the n becomes the open epsilon nasal. This also happens in the last verse in the word "sieur." In this case, the I is not only a J-glide, it also serves to soften the letter C to a phonetic S, while the E-U combination makes the phonetic O slash, the closed mixed vowel. The final letters of each of these words are silent. The letter Y in French can be confusing. Sometimes, like in the last word of this text, YEU, it's simply a J-glide. It can also change the pronunciation of a vowel that precedes it, although we don't have any examples of that in this song. When it's a standalone vowel, however, it's simply the closed lowercase i sound. So, in the third line of this text, we have almost purely the sound e, triste lire qui soupire. The y does not become a mixed vowel in this instance, as it would in German. It's just the sound e as the letter I is as well. There are a lot of words in this song with the accent aigu, the acute accent, which is the little accent marking that goes up to the right. This accent marking always closes the letter E to an E sound, the very closed lowercase E in French. As in words like étoile, défunt, mélancolie, and éclore. The other accent marking we see here is the accent circonflexe, the circumflex accent, which looks like a little carrot top or a hat on top of an e. Here it does exactly the opposite, opening an e to the epsilon e, as in rêve and rêveur. When we see the circumflex accent on the letter a, it generally turns it into a dark a, like the word âme. Um. But the difference is much more subtle with the vowel a than with the letter E. The accent grave, the grave accent, which goes down to the right, over the word A in the last stanza, does not affect the pronunciation at all. This is still a bright A. We talked a little about the danger of pronouncing an N after a nasal, in regards to the words vient t'éclore. A place that might be even more dangerous for this is in the next line, au fond de mon coeur because the letter following that O-nasal is a voiced consonant. Here, it's even easier to sing an N by accident, because we do tend to automatically hum a little N before a D in almost every language, just to test the waters, to make sure that the voice is still vibrating. So this is one place to be very careful not to let the tongue come up early at all, and to really concentrate on singing this pure vowel long.
2: Nuit d'étoiles sous tes voiles, sous ta brise et tes parfums. Tristes qui soupire, je rêve aux amours défunts. La sereine mélancolie vient éclairer au fond de mon cœur, et j'entends l'âme de ma mille tressaillir dans le bois rêveur. Je à notre fontaine, terre regards bleus comme les cieux. Cette rose, c'est ton haleine, et ses étoiles sont tes yeux.
0: This interview with François Germain was conducted by Ellen Rissinger. Translation and phonetic guide by François Germain. This has been the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, a production of Singing Diction, G.B.R.